What's up, Pickleheads? This week we're back with an advanced dinking strategy as well as a killer mental tip that's helped both of our games. Let's jump right into it, Oz. Talk about dinking. It's yeah. important to dink so that the opponent doesn't smack the ball right back at us. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you hopped right into it. That was funny. <laughs> The intro wasn't over. Let's <laughs> hop What's, What's up, Pickleheads? Today we have an awesome podcast for you. We're going to be talking about an advanced dinking strategy and a killer mental tip. Yeah, it's absolutely going to blow your mind. We're going to start with the dinking strategy and hop right into it. So, what is that dinking strategy, Spencer? We're going to talk about dinking to the inside foot, why that's important, and how it can help you become more offensive. So the inside foot would be the foot that is closest to the middle of the court. Yeah. If I'm on the left side of the court, then it's going to be my right foot that's my inside foot. If I'm on the right side of the court, my inside foot is going to be my left foot. So it doesn't matter whether you're right-handed or left-handed, whichever foot is towards the middle of the court. That's where you want to aim against your opponents. Oss, why don't you talk about why we would try to hit approximately that area? Yeah, so a lot of the time that's going to put our opponents in a more awkward position because in order to get it back to you, which if you think about the court, if we're dinking cross court, we have 22 feet of real estate to work with. If we're dinking up the line, we have 14 feet of real estate. So if we want to be consistent, we want to dink cross court. So if we hit to our opponent's inside foot and they try to hit it back to us cross court, it's going to be a lot more difficult shot for them to get it cross court. So they're probably going to have to hit it either up the middle or up the line, which a lot of the time causes a pop-up because they only have 14 feet to work with. Yeah. And it's too awkward, especially on their backhand side on the inside foot to hit that ball back cross court because it has to be an inside out shot. They have to angle their paddle in such a way. So you'll catch a ton of people just by simply thinking in your mind, I'm aiming for their inside foot. You don't have to think about, I'm aiming for the middle of the court or anything else like that. It's just, per in particular, you're aiming for that foot. Where would you say specifically, Spencer, that you're aiming? Are you aiming for the outside of their inside foot, the inside of their inside foot? Have you thought about it? I have thought about it a little bit, and typically I'm just looking at the outside of their foot because that's what's more obvious to yeah. me. And I think about when somebody dinks to me and dinks to my inside foot, I, it automatically feels awkward, even now, even though I've played a lot. I either have the impulse to, to step back and step out of the point because yeah. I'm trying, it feels like my leg is in the way, or I try to maybe be a little bit more advanced and try to get it out of the air, which also can cause a pop-up right. because you're catching it at the wrong time and in an awkward position. Um, in some of the drills that I've done with drilling partners, um, we've, we've done this to where we mix it up. So you dink wide and you dink inside foot on the first two balls. Right. And then after that, you can dink where you want. And so cool. typically you can kind of, I don't know if you set it up this way, but you can kind of dink a little wider for a little bit and somewhat lull them to sleep. And then once you switch it up on them, they're yeah, like one to the middle. It it triggers the brain in a way where you're like where they're like, no, we were dinking out here and now you just went to an awkward place. 
And yeah. it all happens at once, and more often than not, like you said, you can get a pop-up, or even better, you can get a mishit, and they don't even yeah. get the ball back to you. Uh, especially if you can get some, some pace on it. I don't want to skip too far ahead, but uh, we've talked about this recently, how, especially from the backhand side, pace and topspin and dinking is really becoming a thing. Yeah. Um, and it's really applying pressure. So if you combine the pace and topspin, especially with like a two-handed backhand, with dinking to that certain position, now it's coming fast and it's coming to an awkward spot and you're hoping for a pop-up or... Yeah, or you're going to get it a lot of the time. A pro that I think of is Matt Wright. Whenever someone dinks to his inside foot, he reaches in a ton and takes it out of the air. Yeah. A ton, a ton, and he's really consistent with it. Um, Colin Johns doesn't as much. He'll step back and he'll somehow create a forehand out of it always. Yeah. From what I've realized, just because he takes a big step back, he plays very defensively. But I would I would err on the side of Matt Wright with this. You want to take that ball out of the air if it happens to you. So this is the total opposite side. If right. your opponent is targeting this, reach in and take that ball out of the air. And the best tip that I can give you is, the ball after it bounces, it's going to lose about twenty percent of its speed if not more. And so when it bounces, you have to have a little bit bigger stroke on your dinks. Your dinks should still be a very, very small stroke. But when it doesn't bounce, that extra 20% of speed doesn't come off the ball. So then your stroke has to go way down to where it's just a little tiny nudge. More, of a, more of a reset almost. Yeah, yeah more of a reset. Yeah. So you're barely touching the ball because it already has so much pace. When it touches the ground, a lot of that pace is taken away. And so you need a little bit bigger of a motion. So if you can get it out of the air, you literally all you have to do is that little, like Spencer saying, reset, nudge, and it'll go back over the net. And hopefully you can get it back cross court and not up the line. Because if you go up the line, it's going to be a way more riskier shot. Because like we talked about before, you just don't have as much real estate. Someone else I think of that's interesting is Annalie Waters will let it bounce majority yeah. of the time. She'll actually go around her forehand and hit a two-handed backhand just because she's so comfortable with it and she can hit it inside out, meaning they hit to hit her inside foot and she can get it back cross court. Right. Super easy and it's really comfortable for her. What would you say the reason for her stepping back more than... I think it's the same reason for her and Colin, if you think about it. Yeah. And that's because they both have been to their left-hand side. Yeah, they're both playing with Ben. And they know that he can cover an attack right there if if need be. And so they can play that a little bit more relaxed. Um, whereas with Matt, I mean, and that's typically what I'll do is try to get that out of the air if they're going to the inside foot. Because uh, if not, there's just, there's zero way to be offensive if you're stepping back. But maybe yeah. you have a better opportunity of just getting the ball back, right? So if you want to play it safe, sure, you can take a step back. But what I think about, too, is if I'm on the left side of the court and they're dinking to my inside foot, which would be my right foot, I'm typically taking that with a backhand. But sometimes it's in a position to where I'm slid over slightly left. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, crap, do I go forehand or backhand in that yeah. awkward inside foot spot? Yeah. If I'm on the left side of the court, it's almost always a backhand right here. But they can still hit, if you want to go more 
if this makes any sense, inside of your inside foot. Yeah. So almost between their legs. Then they have to decide, is my backhand still in a good position or do I need to switch that to forehand? Um, which can also cause a pop-up. Yeah. So. I, I think that's a good point. I think you're going to get that a lot more on the outside of their inside foot when they're hitting, when they're on the left side and their right Yeah, hand. it's their right foot. And their right that's hand. Be, I mean, this is still a weird position to hit a forehand. It's probably going to make more sense to hit a backhand in this position since your elbow gets in the way of your body getting over there. But then again, that's that's what we want, is yeah. they're going to be thinking to themselves forehand or backhand like Spencer's saying. So super good strategy to use. Uh, so try it in your next rec game. Hit to the, the inside foot, regardless of whatever side that you're on. Regardless of if you're lefty or righty, hit it to the inside foot and you'll cause a lot of pop-ups. Last thing that I'll say is make sure that you are hovering after you do so. Meaning you're on the balls of your feet, leaning forward over the line after you hit this shot looking to take a ball out of the air and speed the ball up because we don't just dink to to not set ourselves up or just keep the ball neutral right to set set yourself up for that pop-up and that pop-up's going to happen most often when you change this up from like spencer said in the beginning big cross-court dink battle to all of a sudden you hit one at their inside foot that's the ball that's going to pop up a lot of the time yeah and i like to think of it as offensive dinking and defensive dinking if we're yeah, if we're in an awkward position, we can be defensively dinking, and our only goal when we're dinking defensively is so that the other we don't pop something up for the other yeah. team. But when we're dinking offensively, we're trying to find locations, we're trying to add speed, we're trying to find areas so that we can take advantage of a pop-up from their side. So that's a just an excellent point. I do think a lot of people come into pickleball and they see, okay, these guys are dinking, we should probably dink, and they don't understand the purpose of dinking. And so they're dinking just to dink, yeah. you know what I mean? And so it's, it's all, all defensive, time. it's all defensive. Or maybe they only understand that one half of it. They're like, I don't want them to pop the ball, or I don't want them to smash the ball down on me, so that's why I'm dinking. Instead of thinking, the main reason that I'm dinking is so that I can smash the ball on them. I want yeah. them to pop the ball up. And so be ready for them to hit it back. It's not always that you dink to their inside foot and something magical happens yeah. and, and they miss the ball. Now they're probably going to get it back, but it's not going to be as good of a ball in most cases um, as if you were just dinking to a, to a normal spot. Yeah, so. it's all about being ready. Something interesting, just one more thing, is Annalie Waters. She can create offense off of anything. Yeah. No matter how much movement she's doing, how far behind her the ball is, since she hits with topspin, which is a really advanced dink, she can literally be facing the opposite way, and she can wrap it around her shoulder, and all of a sudden it's now behind her opponent's foot, and then they pop up the ball. Completely across the Crazy. Yeah. And I haven't noticed that until recently. I mean, I've been watching her for a long time, and I didn't notice it until recently. She can literally just turn defense into offense, Instantly, it's not even after a few shots, which is really impressive uh, thing to have in, in her arsenal. But she's the best in the world, so it's not like everybody's going to be able to do that, obviously, consistently, especially when you're first starting playing. Yeah, I mean, it's something to work towards, though, for sure. Yeah. And start to become Sick. more offensive and just be ready. Be ready for that ball to come back. And more often than not, it's a nice little ball that comes back, yeah. you know? 
Yep. And as, as long as you're ready for it, it might be slightly, slightly high and right in your wheelhouse so you can put it away. So that is this, the dinking strategy tip for the day. But we want to talk about a mental strategy today. And this is what I use because I get nerves when I play tournaments. Or even if you're playing with someone new. I mean, I know people get nerves even if they're going and playing rec games. Yeah. Like, it's very common to get nerves. It doesn't mean that you're weird. Uh, probably means that you're completely normal because most people do get them. I would say everybody does, yeah. But something that helps me and something I heard again recently is to think how important is this really in the grand scheme of things and to make less of a deal of it than it, than it could be. So you're going to play, maybe it's your first tournament, or maybe you've been preparing and you just moved up a level. You know, you went from 3-5, now you're going to play in 4-0, and you're getting nervous. Um, one thing to think is, does anyone really care if you do well in this tournament? Like, yeah, you know, maybe those that are very close to you might, yeah. might, might ask you, hey, how'd you do in your tournament? Or something brief like that. But it's not, you know, Life ending. Yeah. It's not. It's not the end all, you know. Yeah, it's not everything. Um, so a good strategy to think is, in the grand scheme of things, this isn't that big of a deal, and that has helped me calm my nerves. My heart rate goes down. I'm like, well, let's just have fun then, and let's play. Let's use the things that we learned while we were drilling and while we were playing rec and while we were preparing for this and let's have fun doing it because win or lose who really cares yeah right the most interesting thing is we're going to play our best pickleball if we're having fun and relaxed yeah we'll play our best pickleball absolutely and so if we're stressing out and worrying about winning and you know what everybody thinks about us the entire time we're going to play our worst pickleball because that's going to cripple our body and make us extremely tense so the looser that we can stay it's easier said than done but looser we can stay, the better that we're going to be able to play. There you go. Listen, that you stay. So if you stay loose, you'll be able to play better, and ultimately um, you'll end up winning a lot more than losing. So the way that I like to think about it, just adding on to this, is I can either play nervous and you know be worried about each shot going in or and lose, or I can play loose and just swing away and some of these are going to connect some of them aren't and just realize that you know it doesn't matter I've put in my training for this I've practiced I know what I'm capable of I'm just gonna go out there swing away have fun and I'm gonna play good and win so it's yeah. it's literally that and if we can just grasp that we'll play a lot better And it's easier said than done but you get to a final tournament all of a sudden those nerves kick in you have to just remind yourself it's not the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. And regardless of what happens, you know, life goes on after pickleball, first of all. And then if you get out there and just play to win and have fun, and you'll play a lot looser and you'll end up actually winning as compared to if you play tense and you worry about each shot going in and worry about your technique and stuff like that, you'll end up losing. So that's the trade-off that we have to understand. Right between the two so and it doesn't mean hey I don't care right you can still care about pickleball um, but have fun while you're doing it and at least so far that's the best strategy for me to think about large-scale 
grand scheme, how important is this really? Yeah. And it's like, if you can think it's just pickleball, this is for fun, go out there and have fun, you will win more often than you will lose. 100%. Uh, because you're relaxed. Friend that I played with, it was his, I mean, within his first 10 times playing pickleball, a big tennis player, but I played in a tennis tournament with him. I've mentioned this on the pod before. And we were down big and he was missing everything. And it wasn't due to me, which is rare. It's usually due to me to get down big <laughs> yeah, right. because, because I start really slow, but I was playing well. And he was just missing everything. And so we were down, I think it was two to five games. And he looked at me and just said, yeah, dude, nothing's connecting today, but I guess it'll connect sooner or later. So I'm just going to keep swinging. And I was like, that's like the best perspective to have. Yeah. And we came back and won. I think it was 7-5 that we won. So we just got straight games after that. Because, first of all, that comment made us loose because it kind of made me laugh. But also, yeah, it kept him loose. It's like, it's going to connect sooner or later. You just got to keep swinging and keep trusting in yourself. Don't sure. try to be the guy that's like, I have to play good, I have to play better, I have to play better, I have to play better. You really don't. You just got to keep swinging and relax and focus on whatever it is strategy that you guys are focusing on. And it'll connect if you can just keep swinging and keep going rather than really worrying about, oh, it's got to go in, it's got to right. So Right. And are you having fun if you're worrying about it? It's really like, not. Think about in the first place. You'll lose too. Why do you play pickleball? And I like to play pickleball because it's fun. Yeah. Right? But when you get into a situation like that and you're so hard on yourself and you're so worried about every single little thing, it kind of takes the fun out of it. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's not really that fun anymore when it gets like that. Perfect pro example, Riley Newman. Yeah. Doesn't have fun, hasn't had a gold medal. I've never seen him get one, so have you? I've never seen him get one, I'm sure you have. Yeah, and men's, he's got a few. He has with who? With oh, Matt. Oh, with Matt, Matt. that's right. Yeah. I mean, since with since he's been with Matt, but yeah. he, he hasn't gotten anything. I think he's got some, in, you know, mixed in the past when it was first starting out. But I just wonder if he has any fun playing pickleball. Yeah, he doesn't have fun. I think he's way too tense in finals, and he chokes. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like, yeah. It's interesting, you read the comments on these videos, when people watch the match afterwards, they'll comment and say, wow, Riley's partner really let him down, like talking about Thomas Wilson. Yeah. And like, all the comments below that are like, did you watch the same match that I did? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, no, like Thomas missed all the end game point, game ending shots or point ending shots. Yeah. It's like, yes, because Riley literally lob the ball up or shank the ball or something like that like he just didn't play very well he doesn't play well in finals typically so and yeah i think it's genuinely just because he's not out there having fun he can't possibly play loose because he's yeah. so serious doesn't doesn't go paddle tap he wants to play like it's you know hockey or uh it's a business football it's yeah a business i mean i even know hockey players that have fun when they play right and it's like yeah, if you're just think about why you're playing pickleball in the first place, and if you want to have fun, then go have fun, and it's it's not that big a deal. Yeah, win or lose, <laughs> it's really not that big a deal. Um, Austin has won lots of five O tournaments, and he has won five O plus tournaments, and any of us that are watching, yeah, it's cool, but. It's not that big a deal. Yes. Yeah, in, in the grand scheme of things. 
And so if you can think about it that way, it's awesome if you win and pickleball is still fun. But if you lose, make sure pickleball is still fun. And so yeah. that's our, our mental tip for the day. Yeah. Anything else, Oz? Oh, I think that's it. Thanks for joining us today, guys, and we'll see you on the next one. Later.